In this episode, the country with the most reported cases of COVID-19, how the virus has impacted the travel industry and the nightly ritual acknowledging health workers. Welcome to the new daily War Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. Hi, it's Kim and Phil, and while you're sharing your stories, we are working from our wardrobes. And oh no, no, I've changed. I've got out of the. I've now got a pillow fort. I'll, I'll give you a photo. Okay. Great. Normally we're in the studio. This is the third time that we've attempted to record this, Phil, for you. So let's get it right, Phil. As mentioned, we're looking at how the travel industry has been impacted. When we chat with Jim, he's a US-based resident travelling with his family. He's holed up in Lima at the moment, but he also has a small travel company. But tell me, what's making travel news headlines related to the virus? Well, look, we know that the aviation industry has been badly affected by COVID-19, but here's some stats for you, again, at the time of recording. Air capacity is down 60% in Western Europe and down 40% in most other regions as well. That's a huge blow, yeah. isn't it? Uh, obviously, hotels have taken a hit since the outbreak, but in some cities in China and across Europe as well, hotels are acting as hospitals for people with mild symptoms or as homes for medical staff. Apparently, over 7,000 hotels in the United States have expressed interest in converting their hotels to hospitals. Good on them. And meantime, it is the United States which now has more reported coronavirus cases than any other country in the world. This is not a race, people. They've got something like 82,000 cases on their books now. Well, that might be the reason why so many hotels are offering up their uh, places to turn into yep. hospitals. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jim runs Cultural Explorers, and as mentioned, he's holed up with his family in Lima, but he's also on the board of a travel company. And at the time of recording, oh, it was so hard to ask this question. He just finished a really long meeting when I asked him, hey, Jim, how's the travel sector been impacted? Ooh, uh, can I scream on this podcast or is that allowed? Or is it... No. It's... Whatever you like. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, uh, it's rough in travel. I actually have a couple different roles in, in the travel industry, uh, maybe three in, in a sense. I wear a few different hats. Um, I just got off before uh, speaking with you. I just got off a board meeting call with one of the firms that I, that I work with. I'm a board member of a firm called Exito Travel that is 100% connected to uh, air travel, to, to airfares and flights. And as you can imagine, with all the lockdowns and all the stay-in-place orders, and, and um, it's a really... It's a really crazy time. It's much worse than after 9-11. It's much worse than a 2008 financial crisis. Um, but at the same time, well, so, so it's bad. It's, it's, it's a bit, it's free fall pretty much. Um, but it's, uh, you know, we're, I just got off the board. I just got off the board conversation and um, yes, we're talking about slashing costs. Yes. We're talking about some layoffs, um, but we're also talking about, you know, once things land, how do we, how do we go forward? So it's not, um, we know it's not an apocalyptic scenario in terms of we know things are going to shake out. We know things are going to settle and get back, uh, maybe not to where they were right before this, but to some semblance of, you know, the new normal. But yeah, we're right in the, right in the front lines, if you will, in that sense, it, in, in terms of the travel and space. The other, the other hat that I wear, I have a 
a very, what I like to call the world's tiniest tour operator, which is called Culture Explorers. And um, in that side of my life, I design, uh, I design, organize, and run uh, specialty trips. So, um, you know, my uh, <laughs> year was, was looking very busy. Um, and now it, it's, it's uh, you know, the rest of the, the calendar is kind of cleared off. And so I'm just in sort of um, a reactionary mode where I'm just trying to, you know, most of the fires have been put out at this point. And I'm just trying to actually uh, make others feel comfortable at this point. And, you know, maybe in a month or two, it's, I'm just going to go, holy smokes, <laughs> you know, this is bad. But at the moment, uh, I'm, I'm more thinking outwards uh, than inwards. You know, I've been in the travel industry for about 20 years. So I've seen the ups and downs. Um, I got started, well, just, just shortly after 9-11. Uh, and, and so I've seen that. I've seen the 2008 crisis, I've, you know, the SARS and H1N1 and, and, and the different things. So I know things are going to settle. But a lot of the travelers, you know, they're, they're not in this every day, day in and day out. So they're terrified right now. So I, I feel like when I've had choices and, and, and it just seems like someone really just isn't comfortable, you know, having their trip deposits out and not knowing, you know, whether they can take the trip again. Maybe they're seeing their stock market portfolio crumble, or maybe they're having, you know, some job concerns because unemployment spiking. I just think that it's more important for me to to reassure them. You know, I'm just waiving our rules. I'm, I'm returning deposits. I'm just I'm just saying, look, take your time, be safe, be with your family, uh, and when you're comfortable again, just you know, I'm, I'm, I'll, it'll be a privilege to be of service again. I don't know. You know, one of the things I, I joke about the world's smallest tour operator. Well, one thing that, that, I, that I'm very relieved about is that I don't have to worry about a big staff, uh, you know, that I'm supporting right now. I am, of course, worried about my local teams. I'm here in Lima, Peru, as, as you mentioned from at, at the start. And, um, you know, Peru is one of the countries where we do the most business and have the most, uh, you know, long-term relationships and, and, and the most travelers. And I'm worried about, uh, you know, I'm worried about my friends here on the ground. I want to see things re- rebound as soon as possible for, for them as well. So tell us uh, how you came to be stuck in Lima um, and who you're with and what you're doing. Are you in lockdown or self-isolation? Well, we're in lockdown mode right now. Um, so, yeah, so as I mentioned, I have, I have a lot of relationships here. I have, I have business here, but I've also fallen in love with the country. It was spring break. Uh, I have... I'm married and have a ten, we have a 10-year-old son. And we decided to take a family trip. It was, you know, uh, I mean, with my business, it was a pleasure trip. It was a family trip. It was a spring break trip. But, of course, for me, too, being in the business, I'm, I'm seeing contacts. I'm developing things, trying new things, et cetera. So, um, so that's what brought us down here. I, I rented an apartment in Lima, and I was originally going to be here just for a few nights while, you know, while we were staying in Lima before we went up to the Sacred Valley. And I kind of thought in the back, back of my mind, you know, if things get, if things get really bad, sort of worst case scenario, I'll just, you know, I'll extend, I'll extend the apartment. And I didn't know quite how uh, serious things were going to get, but, but that's, but that is what, it ha- you know, happened. And, and that, you know, we have extended our, our time here in the apartment. So, um, so in terms of being stuck in Peru, while things did lock down 24 hours after we got here, think the borders did, you know, lock down. I, I really didn't want to join the mad scramble because that last 24 hours when people, uh, you know, 
many people were desperate to just get out of Peru. I just thought, I don't know, I, I just thought that was one of the worst places to be, you know, scrambling to the airport, uh, waiting in long, you know, lines for hours and hours and hours. Of course, everyone's terrified of coronavirus. And, and that's, of course, you know, when you have the massive crowds and panic and people pressed up against each other and then getting on the long flights. And, um, you know, I work wherever my laptop is. So for me, it was, it, it's kind of uh, like sheltering in place. In, in somewhere where we're, we're all really comfortable. And I hear you like um, the daily routine is to do a little bit of exercise on the roof. <laughs> we're trying to find ways to put a little adventure, a little family time, you know, a little discovery, a little, uh, yeah, a little physical activity, a little workout. We're, we're in an apartment that has a, uh, about five units, but um, it has a shared rooftop. Uh, so we're going up there every couple of nights and we, 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 you know, we, we put on one of these, you know, workout videos and we're, <laughs> we're doing family workouts. Every little thing has become an adventure, you know, going, going down to the fruit cart and picking out, uh, you know, some of the incredibly wonderful exotic fruits of Peru uh, and trying those for breakfast with, with yogurt. Yeah, things, things like that. Very nice. And part of their routine, Phil, also includes opening their window or standing on their balcony and clapping along with the rest of the neighbourhood in appreciation of health workers during this tough time. Oh, they're doing that in the United Kingdom as well. Every night the people get out and do a shout out to the National Health Service workers. Do you want to have a listen? Here it is. And they deserve it too. Next week, we will continue to share stories from travellers in lockdown or self-isolation from our pillow fort and our wardrobe. (laughs) And this chat I loved. I love all the chats, but this I really loved. It's a nomad self-isolating at her grandparents' village in Kenya. Oh, wow. Okay. Look, if you've got a story you want to share with us, please email us at podcast at worldnomads.com. See you later. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.